there are some foods or there's a belief that black people, you know, our cultural foods are actually unhealthy when they're not. Okay. Collards is one of the healthiest foods that you can eat and offers our body so many different nutrients and phytonutrients. But you know, there is this belief that culturally black food is unhealthy and that's not always the case. There are certain staples that are part of you know, our, our food system or our food, I should say, um, that are actually good for us and that, that, that do offer our body lots of different benefits and nutrients. Okay. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Confused about which foods to stock in your kitchen? My free Bear Essentials ebook is the ultimate grocery list for healthy eating success. In the ebook, you'll learn how to stock your kitchen, which removes the confusion about what's actually healthy. The ebook also contains healthy, delicious recipes so that you can put those ingredients into action and give your body the nutrient that it needs. You can grab it now at trudyestone.com forward slash pantry. There's also a link in the show notes for you to grab it. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in today. Today's episode is a bit different from my other episodes, but it's something that as a Black woman, I'm feeling called to speak about. And if you're a person of color that's listening to this, I want you to stop what you're doing. I want you to get a notebook and I want you to take notes because this episode is for you. At the time of this recording, COVID-19 cases in the U.S. and Canada are climbing again. And data shows that Black and Latin Americans are contracting and dying at higher rates than white Americans. There's a heightened COVID risk for Black Americans and Black Canadians. So my fellow Black Canadians, don't think you're exempt here. The numbers are showing a disturbing trend with African Americans being infected and dying from this virus. The facts are sobering and tragic. In Toronto, Canada, where I live, as of mid-August, Black people and other people of color make up 83% of reported COVID-19 cases in Toronto. 21% of reported cases affect Black people, who make up only 9% of the city's overall population. From a mental health perspective, from a financial perspective, from a medical care perspective, from a community support perspective, Black Canadians are largely disadvantaged. For my friends in the U.S. and Louisiana, as of April, 70% of cases were Blacks. In other cities like Detroit, Chicago, L.A., and New York City, Blacks are leading in death from this virus. As of mid-October in the U.S., one in 920 Black Americans has died that's about 108 deaths per 100,000. Black Americans continue to experience the highest actual COVID-19 mortality rates in the U.S., two or more times as high as the rate for whites and Asians who have the lowest actual rates. All of this added to the fact that we got off on the wrong foot. 
Initially, people were calling it a white disease, and there were actually jokes going around that Black people are immune. Blacks didn't take it seriously. The numbers for the Black community are different because there's an epidemic on top of an already existing epidemic in the Black community. We already have an epidemic of high blood pressure, diabetes, asthma, obesity, any of these which may be lethal if you get the virus. Black people in the U.S. are barely insured and barely healthy on a good day because of all the systemic injustice and disinvestment. Now, there are many reasons why, and these stats aren't just isolated to one specific cause. Black African-Americans, and I'm going to use the term AAs moving forward to apply to Blacks both in Canada and the U.S., unless I state otherwise. But Black African-Americans, we'll call them AAs, are more likely to have a lower economic status, so it's harder to social distance. They're more likely to live in a segregated community, which lacks many services, including access to healthy foods, more likely to live in crowded housing, more likely to work low-wage jobs, which means they may be getting infected more because they're exposed more, or they're in the most forward-facing jobs like hotels or grocery stores or servers. AAs are also less likely to have health insurance, especially if you live in the U.S., and Black men specifically are less likely than white men to seek health care, which means we may be getting diagnosed later and later. AAs are also more likely to have diabetes, heart disease, and lung disease. So the structural racism that's already been in place is making people more likely to die of COVID. Also, just a note on systemic racism, and people might hate me for saying this, but I don't care as long as it makes you listen. When we use the term systemic racism, we give people a crutch. We as Black people need to accept the fact that, yes, there's systemic racism, but that doesn't give you a reason to go out and be overweight and eat an abundance of fried and processed foods. We have to eat better and move more. Unless we take care of our bodies, we'll always be at a disadvantage. Now, this has been a, a very, very tumultuous year. We know that Black lives are being stolen. We know the names of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and there are so many others. But we don't know the names of millions of Black Americans killed every year by an invisible form of racism, our food system. Don't even get me started on this one. I feel myself even getting emotional as I talk about this. But I talked more about this back in episode 16, Racism in the Food System. So please go back and listen to that. Look, it's not my job to judge or criticize, but it is my job to support and to educate and establishing healthy living strategies for all people, not just people who can afford buying organic spinach. So please make sure to go back and listen to that episode, episode 16, Racism in the Food System, to learn more about systemic racism within the food system and what you can do. So yes, having said all of that, systemic racism is there, but we're in this pandemic right now, and this is a wake-up call for the Black community. I say this as someone who's had to face some very hard truths myself. Look, when this started, when this whole pandemic started, it was a few weeks prior to my birthday. My birthday was April 7th. I had a couple of day drinks on my birthday. Those day drinks turned into evening drinks because after all, I was celebrating my birthday month, right? And along with those evening drinks, I was eating chips, a lot of chips, haagen bars, and more pizza. And I realized that I had to make changes. I realized that I was eating to soothe the emotions that I was feeling at that time, all the uncertainty, um, the stress, looking at everything that was going on and that was happening in the world. So 
I really started to examine my lifestyle and what I was doing. And I realized that my values were inconsistent with how I was actually living. So I started to drink less to now not drinking at all. I had to check myself and it all comes down to personal responsibility. So I have an activity for you and I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and I want you to ask yourself, am I eating too much junk or am I drinking too much? You can't get fat or obese and then blame the system or say it's because of systemic racism or say the system made me fat. I think this virus is trying to teach us about wellness and it's a wake up call that we as blacks all need to answer to. If finances or access to healthy foods are a barrier, then I want to encourage you to listen to episode, you know, 16, Racism in the Food System, as well as episode 15, where I talked about how to lose weight on a budget. Even if you're not trying to lose weight, there are some tips in there in terms of how to eat healthy if finances are a factor. Confused about which foods to stock in your kitchen? My free Bear Essentials ebook is the ultimate grocery list for healthy eating success. In the ebook, you'll learn how to stock your kitchen, which removes the confusion about what's actually healthy. The ebook also contains healthy, delicious recipes so that you can put those ingredients into action and give your body the nutrient that it needs. You can grab it now at trudyestone.com forward slash pantry. There's also a link in the show notes for you to grab it. Now let's talk about some things that may help and what you can do. It's not a cure, but get more vitamin D. Most blacks are low in vitamin D and vitamin D helps with immune health and respiratory health. Blacks are naturally deficient because of the melanin in our skin and melanin blocks out vitamin D because of course the best source of vitamin D is the sun. Now vitamin D may not be you know, the be all and end all, but every little bit you can do helps. For example, one study found an association between low average levels of vitamin D and high numbers of COVID-19 cases and mortality rates across 20 European countries. Vitamin D modulates the response of white blood cells, preventing them from releasing too many inflammatory cytokines. And the COVID-19 virus is known to cause an excess of pro-inflammatory cytokines. Italy and Spain have both experienced high COVID-19 mortality rates. And that study showed that both countries have lower average vitamin D levels than most Northern European countries. This is partly because people in Southern Europe, particularly the elderly, avoid strong sun, while sun pigmentation also reduces natural vitamin D synthesis. Now, as we know, as I mentioned earlier, the sun is the best source of vitamin D, and it can also be a little bit difficult to get through food. That's why you might want to consider taking a supplement. So some food sources include um, salmon, cod liver oil, egg yolk, mushrooms, and dairy. So first of all, get checked. Get a full blood work done to get your numbers across the board. And from there, based on your doctor's recommendation, you may want to consider adding a supplement. So disclaimer here, to be clear, I am not saying, I am not saying, that vitamin D will prevent you from contracting COVID or that vitamin D will cure COVID. So please consult with your physician before starting any supplements. Okay, so you might be wondering how much vitamin D should I take? Again, this is something that I want you to work with your doctor on. But according to the USDA's official recommendation to obtain vitamin D benefits, uh, let's go with adults here. I have some stats for children, but I'm sure that most of the people listening to this are not children. They're probably adults. (laughs) So let's go with adults. So 
Adults age 9 to 70 years should take about 600 IU, so that's international units, per day. Adults over 70 years should take about 800 IUs per day. Um, if you're pregnant and breastfeeding, you should be taking about 600 IUs per day. I actually personally feel those levels are a little bit low. Um, and some health experts believe that higher doses may e be even more protective and more beneficial. So some recommendations for adults go as high as 5,000 units per day. So again, to be clear, I'm not saying that vitamin D will prevent you from contracting COVID or that it will cure COVID. So please consult with your physician before starting any supplements. So I can tell you that vitamin D is actually one of two supplements that I take religiously every single day. And I have been taking it for a number of years. So vitamin D3 is one of them that I take. Um, so the other one is um, omega-3 fatty acids. So that's the other one that I take as well. Um, it's really great for lowering inflammation in the body. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. Um, the standard American diet is one that is very pro-inflammatory. I'm actually going to talk about this in a second, but so I'm getting ahead of myself here. But the standard American diet or the Western diet, whatever you want to call it, um, we're eating a lot more processed foods. We're eating a lot more sugar more than ever before. So this is causing a lot of inflammation in our body. And if you want to go back and listen to, I don't remember the episode number, but it's all about COVID-19 and obesity. There were some associations between inflammation and obesity as well in terms of, you know, obesity being a pre-existing um, condition. So make sure to listen to that episode. But we do really want to be adding more anti-inflammatory foods and things to our diet like omega-3 fatty acids. So that is one that I take every single day. It's a fish oil. I just take a teaspoon of that every day and I'm done. All right. So there's another issue facing African-Americans during COVID that I want to talk about, and that's mental health. And we talked about that back in episode 19 with mental health expert Martine Lopez. And don't worry, all these episodes that I'm mentioning to you right now, I'm going to link all of them in the show notes. So even if I don't know what the episode number is right now off the top of my head, if you just go to the show notes right now, you can even look down there right now, you'll see that I've linked up all of these episodes for you. All right. So the African-American community has experienced stigma generation after generation. It's present in the workplace, uh, the community, and also with access to health care. And that's why I'm so glad to see people like actress Taraji P. Henson, who stepped up and started a foundation offering free virtual therapy services targeted to Blacks. She started the foundation because of stigma around mental health in the Black community so that they don't have to worry about leaving home or, you know, feeling embarrassed or like Black people like to say, putting your issues out in Front Street. Now, given the life-changing events um, related to or triggered by the COVID pandemic, many are suffering in silence and isolation. The Boris L. Henson Foundation, started by Taraji, recognizes that during this really difficult time, affording the cost of mental health services can be a barrier in the African-American community. Having to choose between a meal and mental health is not something that anyone should ever have to ponder. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well if you want to learn more about that foundation. So what else can you do? So Number one, stay at home, guys. Social distance as much as you possibly can. And I know many of you are getting COVID fatigue and you're itching to get out and resume your normal activities. But this virus is killing, killing, slaughtering our community. And I'm talking to my black peeps here, okay? Get more sunlight, but get more sunlight safely, okay? So I want you to be social distancing if you're going to go outside. Best place to do this is like on your front porch if you can or in your backyard if you can. 
or just taking a walk around your block. If you live in an apartment building, maybe just taking a walk around your block. But again, I really do want you to do this safely, okay? So getting five to 30 minutes of sun exposure at least twice per week, okay? That's really gonna help with your vitamin D levels because of course, the best source really is the sun, okay? And especially on those days where you might be feeling down, okay? If you might be feeling, in, you're in the house, you might be feeling lonely, maybe you live alone, you're feeling down, get outside, okay? Here's what you do. You go outside on a sunny day, you pop your earbuds in, and you listen to the Mind Your Body show, okay? That's gonna be your new ritual to get out of the house and to get more vitamin D and more sunlight. Put your earbuds in, turn on the Mind Your Body show, walk in the sunlight for like 30 minutes. Okay, and that's going to make you feel better as well, especially on those days where you're feeling really down, you might be feeling really fatigued, all right? Eat more anti-inflammatory foods. And I talked about this a little bit earlier, but we want to be eating more foods like dark leafy greens. And I know I talk about the, the, the um, importance of purchasing organic dark leafy greens. Look, if finances are a factor, I just want you to eat the leafy greens, okay? It doesn't matter if they're organic, just eat the leafy greens and get them in somehow. I'm talking the kale, the spinach, collards, things like that. And you know, that's another thing with the black community. There's, there are some foods or there's a belief that black people, you know, our cultural foods are actually unhealthy when they're not. Okay. Collards is one of the healthiest foods that you can eat and offers our body so many different nutrients and phytonutrients. I'm going to talk about phytonutrients in a second, but you know, there is this belief that culturally black food is unhealthy and that's not always the case. There are certain staples that are part of you know, our, our food system or our food, I should say, um, that are actually good for us and that, that, that do offer our body lots of different benefits and nutrients. OK, so I talked about dark leafy greens. I talked about omega three fatty acids. Um, so you can either you could take a fish oil supplement or you can eat things like, you know, chia seeds if you can get them, you know, walnuts, if you can get them. I know those things might be a little bit more. Um, expensive if you know prices a consideration so just really do what you can within your budget okay you don't have to eat all of these things okay but do what you can within your budget blueberries you know blueberries are another great food as well for lowering inflammation in the body um they're also really high in phytonutrients as well so i typically buy frozen blueberries um i'll buy them when i can get them in season here where i live which is typically august um i'll go to the farmer's market and i get a whole bunch of them and then freeze them but I just buy like frozen blueberries as well when they're not in season. Um, and I find them more affordable if I buy the frozen blueberries. OK, um, so blueberries are really high in phytonutrients. And, you know, the modern diet or the standard American diet, whatever you want to call it, is not just slightly deficient in, you know, a handful of different micronutrients. It's grossly deficient in hundreds of important plant derived immunity building compounds and phytonutrients. Viruses adapt itself to the host, your body, and becomes dangerous and multiplies as a result of the host disease promoting environment created by nutritional inadequacy. So adding in more health promoting foods like phytonutrients is very important. So where can you find these phytonutrients? Where can you find these guys? You can find them in kale, find them in collard greens. You can find them in flax seeds. You can find them in broccoli, beets red bell peppers, peppermint, and cloves. You also want to be adding in some vitamin C foods, okay? So citrus fruits. Citrus fruits are actually pretty cheap as well, okay? So citrus fruits is your best bet. Um, you know, lemons, limes, grapefruits, red bell peppers are a great source of vitamin C. Um, you know, all of these foods help to improve the health of your immune system by providing anti-inflammatory as well as antioxidant properties. So my free Bare Essentials ebook 
is the ultimate grocery list for healthy eating success. In that ebook, you're going to learn how to stock your kitchen, which removes the confusion about what's actually healthy. The ebook also contains healthy, delicious recipes so that you can put those ingredients and a lot of the foods that I talked about into action and give your body the nutrients that it needs. Again, I'm going to link it in the show notes for you so you guys can grab it. It's a free ebook. Okay. I want to wrap this episode up by saying that we as black people must act because one of the most nefarious ways that racism operates is through inaction in the face of need. We absolutely must get this information into the communities that are hardest hit. We as black people need to take care of ourselves. We don't deserve to be in this position. We don't deserve to be thought of last. We can't wait for anyone else to save us. No one is coming to save you. You have to save yourself. Let's use this time as a reset. Let's use this as a time to start loving ourselves and watching what we eat. This is not just about getting through the current pandemic. It's about living with superior health for the rest of your life. So I hope that this information that I've been giving you today has been informative and also a little bit scary because what's happening right now with the black community isn't right. And we each have to do something, something to change it. So I need you to do me and other people of color a favor. Please, please share this episode with your friends and your family in the black community. Let's open up this discussion and let's all do our part to stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.